Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Father James Gross. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, North Dakota. I'm coming to you from our studios in Grand Forks, and we all have Father Jason Leffer joining us from his uh, remote disclosed location in Walsh County. Again, thank you to Father Leffer for celebrating Mass on the Solemnity of Thursday of the Octave of Easter. And uh, thank you for tuning in today, no matter what you have going on. A lot of you are out of your regular routine, and we're very grateful that Catholic Radio can help you through this time of uh, social distancing and the pandemic. Uh, Did you know, first of all, that you can listen to Real Presence Live and any of the daily programs you hear on RPR via our app? We just invite you to go to the App Store on your phone and search for Real Presence Radio. And once downloaded, Real Presence Radio is accessible anywhere you are at any time. So uh, just uh, be sure to take a look at the App Store. And if you have not yet uh, downloaded that app, you can take uh, Real Presence Radio with you wherever you happen to be. And our first conversation this morning is with uh, someone from the North Dakota Catholic Conference, Christopher Dodson. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. It's great to have you with us and uh, taking a few minutes to be with us. Now, before we get into the topic that we're going to be talking about here, uh, could you just acquaint us a little bit uh, with yourself and how long you've been uh, working with us at North Dakota Catholic Conference? Uh, uh, yeah, I've been working for the bishops for the Catholic Conference since 1994, and I've been the director since '95. So it's, it's been a few years now. <laughs> and we handle all the public policy matters for the bishops and anything else the bishops ask me to do. Very good. And I'll just give the website right away, ndcatholic.org. And uh, I would assume it's the rule rather than the exception throughout the United States that there are Catholic conferences or something like that. So could you just kind of tell us briefly uh, why uh, the Catholic conference exists, whether it be in North Dakota or any other state? Because when it comes to certain matters, especially public policy, um, it's beneficial to the bishops to work jointly, and uh, it's consistent with the Church's call for um, some kind of synodality, in a sense, especially when it comes to public policy, because you can't have too many different voices representing the Church in Bismarck or uh, here or any of the state capitals. So that's where it started, mostly working together. But of course, on other issues, sometimes they work jointly together, and they say, let's do it through the Catholic conference that we've worked that we've formed. Very good. It's a matter of integrating uh, the faith that we have in the gospel with um, perhaps you might say secular matters of uh, governance and public policy uh, on, on the state level. And we're very grateful for your uh, assistance with that, uh, Mr. Dodson. Uh, first of all, um, let's just uh, start talking about. Uh, an initiative, or at least a service that you are providing, that you are drawing people uh, people's attention to on the website, and that is a Catholic Health Care Directive. Can you just begin by telling us about what this is? Yep. Uh, you know, listeners might have heard of different words that are used: living will, durable power of attorney for health care, um, advanced directives. Um, these terms usually fall under the category advanced directive. But in North Dakota law North Dakota law we call them healthcare directives to get to the point of what they are. And they're legal documents uh, where someone can 
state what they would want to happen to them in healthcare matters if they can't speak for themselves and or appoint somebody that they trust to make those decisions for them. It is always, always the preference to appoint somebody that loves you, understands you, respects your faith to make decisions and give them guidance. You don't want to try to write everything in advance because you don't know. Let's take, for example, now. If you had written a health care directive three years ago and you were trying to identify every medical condition, you wouldn't have even thought of COVID-19. So it's best to find someone who loves you. Um, I had a priest friend many, many years ago who said, there's no reason not to appoint someone if you can find someone in the world that loves you. We are... Uh... It's a legal document to do that. Very good. We're, for those who are just tuning in, we're visiting with Christopher Dodson, who is uh, with the North Dakota Catholic Conference, about Catholic health care directives. And I understand we have Father Leffer with us, uh, co-hosting. Yes. Very good. Yes, Go right ahead, Father. Christopher, so great to be with you this morning. Um, good morning, Father. So, so, Christopher, how does this type of directive differ from other health care directives? Historically, um, it was actually some of the people involved in the pro-euthanasia assisted suicide movement that began this idea decades ago, but we outsmarted them. They said, well, <laughs> let's make it a pro-life one. And um, so for, for some time now, uh, Catholic organizations like the um, National uh, um, NCBC National Catholic Center for Bio, the Bioethics Center and other organizations have been developing directives that reflect our teaching. And in fact, it's the best way to make sure that if you can't speak for yourself, a healthcare decision is going to be made that they reflect um, pro life um, principles, respecting um, natural death respecting the presumption of caring for a person, such as nutrition, hydration. Um, it, and it just comes one of the best pro-life, pro-life affirming documents. And for Catholics, it's, it's especially important uh, that has been developed. It is the most popular thing the North Dakota Catholic Conference has ever done, by far. Um, our directive has been around since, I think, starting around 2007, it's been revised a few times, we constantly send them out, not just to North Dakotans, but to people from all around the country. Um, it's something that the bishops have strongly encouraged everyone to have. I think all the priests of the Fargo Diocese have to have one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it used to be that was the case. Um, mm-hmm. And so there are various ways to get them out there. But that's why, um, that's sort of how it developed through the years. And the law has developed, and we've been very involved in drafting the law so that it can be used for the right purposes, for life-affirming, life-respecting, and you can write in um, your wishes and let someone guide you and let someone make decisions, if you can't, that respects your wishes. 
Very good. May I continue? Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you talk about the history. Minnesota Catholic Conference has a directive. Um, the South Dakota Catholic Conference, as you well know, is fairly new, but both dioceses have a directive that's available. Um, um, NCBC has a directive. Any of these will work. Um, in fact, because of reciprocity, if you take the North Dakota Catholic Conference one and you use it, you live in Minnesota, and you get it witnessed or uh, motorized in Minnesota, it's good in Minnesota, and vice versa. Um, so, and Terrific. of course, because we're working from Catholic principles, all of our state Catholic Conference forms are similar. You know, I suspect really, that it's the truth. Yep, I suspect that uh, for a lot of people, this is kind of a confusing topic, probably in part because of how medical science is, is advancing. There are treatments and procedures that are commonplace to many people now, which would not have been possible or perhaps very risky 50 or 100 years ago. So in one sense, this kind of feels like a moving target, but there are, are certain principles, aren't there, uh, Christopher, with regard to healthcare ethics that we need to defend, particularly um, with... Uh, you know, um, uh, providing, as you mentioned, uh, nutrition and hydration and, and not uh, uh, facilitating death, you might say, through uh, particular Correct. measures. And as we, as we say, for any directive to be really good, it should be specific enough to give your agent or your surrogate um, some direction, but general enough to um, apply to any time. It's those principles and the some you know principles that you mentioned, you know, like uh, medical treatments may be foregone or withdrawn if they don't offer a reasonable hope of benefit to me or excessively burdensome. That there should be a presumption in favor of nutrition and hydration. Um, but the a Catholic wanted to go further and say, I want to see a priest. I want to know if I am terminally ill, for example. Um, and I want the adequate um, food for the journey, or sometimes called the last rite. Right. And so you can write those in. Uh, now, yeah. our 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 directive was, has been so popular with non-Catholics that, with the bishop's permission, we created a non-Catholic version. So that mm. because people like the principles, but they didn't. They may have been Lutheran or something and didn't want the the part about sacraments, and rather than crossing them out, we created a non-denominational, but Christian one. It's still based on our belief that Christ has conquered death, Um, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mention the sacraments, because we had so many requests, and with the Bishop's Blessing, it's a prayer, and you can download that one from our website as well. We're grateful for the work that you and the folks at North Dakota Catholic Conference have been doing. So just as a reminder for those who are listening, ndcatholic.org slash chd is the uh, site to go to in order to get more information about Catholic health care directives. And Christopher, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Blessings uh, to you and your family, and uh, hope you remain uh, uh, safe and secure throughout this, uh, throughout this uh, pandemic. Thank you. Thanks for everything everybody does at Real Presence Radio. Oh, we we are privileged to do so, and we sure appreciate it. Well, up next, uh, before we come to the top of the hour, find out who wins the donuts in this week's Honor Our Fathers segment. And later on, it's a new twist to an old bike race battle. We'll be hearing from Fathers Luke Meyer and Jim Cheney. So keep it right here as Real Presence Live continues right after this. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 